Ma! <laughs> the meatloaf. Dessert! <laughs> Where is it? And then he sees that I'm doing this and he's like, Give it to I'm me like, now. shut up. And he's like, but can I have it? But, <laughs> no! I need, to hear, I need you to confirm yes. <laughs> I leave. I, I need a nod. Nod, please. Like, I'm busy. <laughs> have you ever seen that ESPN commercial where that guy who does like all the ESPN is doing his piece? No. And then he gets out of bed and he's like, This is Lil MC. This is Unlearn the World. And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. 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 You know. What the vibes are and what they have been. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Like Ratchet us. and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us. Windmills. Email us. It reminds me of Mimu. when we went to LA last week and we went to go to the Laugh Factory to see stand-up. Yeah. And one of the funniest comedians. Fuck, what was his name? I don't know. But I really wish the white I remember. dude with the, with the, Gray with the glasses? Hair. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Like Chuck Norris. No, it was totally not Chuck Norris. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> promise you. But there is someone named Chuck Norris, and he likes the numbers. Yeah, he's an action hero. <laughs> he has been for the last 50 years. Okay, well, anyway. He has a whole brand of jokes dedicated to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy was saying how, like, we live in a society where everyone's always like, like, follow me. But if people were actually, like, two people were following you, yeah. like, uh, let alone, like, a thousand. <laughs> man, like, I don't want to be the Verizon man. Like, get away oh, from Oh, yeah, me. that's a good point. Get um, away from Okay, me. I have a couple of non-important things I just want to get off right now. Okay. Fast. Fire, so, rapid fire, go. <laughs> God, you're going to kill my ears. But Lillian might be I Am Legend. Explain. Okay. Her boyfriend, who she's been fucking... And living with, okay. and he actually waxed her fucking butthole, has COVID, and she got tested negative. And she's not vaccinated. And Whoa. I kind of feel like I'm also I Am Legend. All right. <laughs> That's what you look like. So we've been trying to figure out what both of us do or eat or something that is the common denominator to making us impervious. But you don't know that. You're vaccinated. What are you talking fava about right beans. now? It's fava beans. So. When do you eat fava beans? <laughs> Lillian makes it for me. But I don't eat it that much. Okay. What else we got? All right. <laughs> that wasn't good riveting content. All right, so um, all the stuff that I have listed is weird. So that's where let's we're go going. with it. Let's okay, just, let's um, move. I'm kind well, of. I, it was happy birthday, hip hop. Hip was hip hop's oh, birthday yes. this week. So happy 48th birthday. Forty eighth birthday. Forty eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hip hop is a Leo. What does that say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but we'll, we'll get into more of that. Oh what, my what god, else I, I miss the Leo whores in my life. Um, <laughs> okay, I've just been kind of feeling irritated with all these celebrities getting McDonald's meals. <laughs> like none of you eat McDonald's and if you 100%. do you shouldn't 100%. like Travis Scott and Sweetie have like diamond encrusted grills on each of their teeth and you think they're eating dollar McNuggets and no they're flapjacks? getting paid to say they eat dollar McNuggets and okay flapjacks. I've been reading articles on this and like I'm, I'm trying to find someone that's like conspiratorial or flashback or anything but really it's like oh my god the meal's amazing it's so affordable and you get chicken nuggets and a fucking Wait a minute, people are that. writing think pieces about these mcdonald's meals 
Well, I mean, people have spoken on it. Yes. yes. You know, and I'm waiting for something like, why the fuck is Sweetie, who's like, has a six pack of abs, like, want to be the face of McDonald's? And same with Travis Scott. Travis Scott literally has such a six pack. I thought that the cover of his album was really him, but it was a toy. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Why are they the spokesperson can you imagine what that check looks like i would like to know what it is to be honest i would like to know how i much would say giving them. i would and this is i have no evidence to support this right, my thinking is that we're talking about checks in the tens of millions right so regardless of what your personal ethics are regardless of what your personal dietary restrictions or preferences are if someone gives you <laughs> A seven-figure check, or not even, like eight-figure check, I, I don't think you're that willing to walk away from that. I guess I just want to know, what, like, I've been thinking about it. Like, would you do that? Would you Would you support something? Like, I am vehemently opposed to not only fast food, but McDonald's in essence of itself. Yeah. For all of the horrible, horrifying things that they've done over the years. They're, like, the poster child for capitalism as it at its worst you know so I, like but that's and that's they've been it's, it's trump that's supporting. a knowledge that you carry and knowledge is privilege so there's a not and this is not saying that you're privileged i'm just saying well, that i am because i have knowledge and but there's a knowledge that you carry that creates a value system for you that is reflected in the way you move as an artist so let me tell you where my knowledge came from <sighs> google I understand so, that, but it's not like Travis Scott or Sweetie are out here trying to Google the damages that are being done by fast food and capitalism and McDonald's in particular. They're young kids who are trying to get as much money as humanly possible, and they are insulated by people who want to maintain that, and they are responsible for the employment and the financial well-being of, of arguably hundreds of people. Okay, I and I see that. I'm just, I guess I'm just wondering if you were put into that quandary would you just be like, yes, I'll do it? Nah, because it's against my own personal ethos in the same way that it's yours for all the same reasons of me Because reading, I can't imagine that they're not getting, because, like, I would get, like, I, it's hard for me to put myself in that position because no, right. McDonald's ain't out here offering me this because right. I would imagine that if McDonald's is offering her this, then she's probably getting shoe brands that are offering her something similar and clothing brands and other things that maybe are not as big of a bag as McDonald's, but are, that are comparable. Right. You know, and I would say are less, you know, damaging to the world that McDonald's is. Or like yeah, I, but that, that has to factor into the artist's ethos, and I don't think that's ever going to factor into a, a, the ethos of Sweetie, right? Yeah. And I, that, that could be me on a limb assuming, but I don't, just, I don't think that factors into Do her pe- or Travis Scott. I want to know what the average person's morals and ethics are because i spend a lot of time watching like murder podcasts and just observing people in general and i don't think i'm like a special person you know i don't think i'm above and beyond anyone else but i have a code of ethics and i just feel like well this shouldn't be that hard for everyone else to 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 live by like don't murder people don't steal from people don't you know what I mean? But it I mean, seems like- common sense is not common, and it's also subjective. Yeah. So there are things that we often take for granted in terms of our upbringing or the books we've read or things that we've been exposed to intellectually that create this very matter-of-fact ethos for us. 
Mm. Right. Like it's very matter of fact, like why wouldn't you think of doing X, Y and Z? And there's people who literally live their lives completely oblivious to things that we are contemplating every single day. Hmm. Right. There's things that you think about every single day that the average person never thinks. So then I am special. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and say that. Exactly. All right. Do you want to talk about an, an important thing? Because I have more weird topics. Um, no. I mean, I have a show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Know? So if you're hearing this, the Rock Kem show, two nights at the New Parish in Oakland. It's up and stuck. We're fucking lit. I got the whole team in there. It's going to be fucking legends in the building. I'm really excited about it. Are you um, really excited? I'm really fucking like, excited. Like, what, what, how have you been feeling as, like, have you been getting, like, hard to sleep at night? It's Hard not. It's, it's. I'm getting the old, the old reflexes is coming back. I'm, I, you know, in in rehearsal with uh with Soros, I'm I'm tapping into like what I have my, my I have my transcendent moment that I usually have when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. So when I had that rehearsal the other night, it tapped in and I was really feeling really well and grounded in that. Where like I think maybe two rehearsals we weren't there. And do you right. have a lot of like crowd participation and ways? To I have get crowd involved? participation. It's gonna be a real. It's gonna be a hip hop show. And do you have a lot of uh, time in your set? It's a twenty minute set. It okay, may be, that's it, may, good. it may go for twenty five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, a good I'm, set. yeah, I think you know. I think it's a solid. It's a yeah, solid totally. twenty five minute set. You know, fans are coming out. I wouldn't longer than 20 if it's a show that i I mean, I'm not, I've, like, I've been ambitious. I've done 45-minute sets. I've done 35-minute sets. Um, I think that it's all ego-based, right? Yeah. I think, like, artists, when they are headliners, they, they want to... They want to do it just for the sake of experimenting with new songs in their I catalog. I think if you're headlining and people like really fucking love you, like if I I went to go see Most Def and I would watch him for an hour because I know his catalog, I know him as a right. person, like I fuck with him, you know. So like I don't mind if he sits on stage for an hour and does whatever, but it unless you're headlining and like everyone in that building is like there. For you, I think doing a forty-minute set is like that's a lot of time. That's a lot that's of time. A lot of, that's a lot of especially unless people know because people are gonna stay if they know all the lyrics. If they know I think the you need to. I think you just need to create a different experience, especially for artists at my level or even your level, where the. Places where we perform, we're not going to get a lot of people who are familiar with our work. Yeah, that's you're going to get a saying. few. Like You'll they're going to know one or two songs, but they're not going yeah, to be all the fully versed in your catalog. Like so, I know a lot of words to a lot of your songs, but I'm your girlfriend. You know right. I mean? So it's so a different. It's, like a, it's a different, different vibe. It just hits different, right? But my point is that if you're an artist who who feels compelled to do an hour on stage and you're not at the level where people know your songs, and that's going to be an enjoyable moment for them, I think you need to do something that's very dynamic and interesting and Breathless is a great example. Yes, yes. Breathless yes, yes. did a, re- a release listening party for her album Evolution, and I was there. And she performed one song, she played another, and then she sat down for question and answers. Dope. And that's what that was the process. So it ran for an hour. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was a, it was a listening party, so you're you know you're gonna listen to every single song, and she had a lot. But the point is the way that she spread it out in terms of cleansing the 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 palette, uh-huh. the visual palette, the the audible palette. It was it was great to see that. So if you're an artist who wants to create that kind of experience, then you know these are things that you would want to consider. But for you to just kick rap songs for at me for 45 minutes, yeah, and I don't know you. I'm fucking good. It's a lot. Even if you're a because I think rapping is a lot. Like, I think if you're going, but even if you're like going to see someone who's a singer, 
40 minutes of singing is boring, just the yeah. same way that 40 minutes of rapping is overstimulating. So to balance it out with both things, maybe you maybe you have a live instrumentalist and they have a drum solo. Maybe you have dancers. Like, and that's always the way I try to curate events is like mix it up because otherwise, especially this day and age, people don't have the fucking attention span. They really are going to be on their phone while they listen to you. So you have to keep that attention yeah. span in mind when you're – curating so overall it's going to be an engaging show i'm really excited i feel like i'm there i feel like where i need to be um i got folks flying out to come see it which is that's so dope is that the first time you've ever had someone fly out to see it wow yeah that's really crazy for me Um, how many people um well it's gonna be my brother and his son but that's still like that's my my brother never comes how old is his son his son's 21 Okay, cool. Yeah. I was thinking like a little young. Nah, nah. This is not a. Is this an eighteen and up show or twenty and one and up? Okay, yeah. but it's Rock Cam, so there's nobody eighteen. I hope not. Cam. I hope it's not like DNA. Oh my Lounge. god, no. That would be we'll hilarious, like, though. Oh, my, like a little, like little young kids look coming to look for Rock Cam, like that's. Hilarious. But imagine the way that we went to the DNA Lounge of that. We walked into New Parish, and it was like. I'm still performing. <laughs> Fuck what you heard. No, it's I know lit. you are, like, but that would just be hella funny. For real, it's cracking. Um, but yeah, I, so we got that. Got, you know, the song came out. People were really digging and, and supporting the song, so I appreciate everybody who's been tapped into the song. Do you feel like uh, having Sky Zoo on the record has introduced you and exposed you to a new fan base? 100%. Because I think that, like, so when... I, and I, this is purely Spotify, because I don't really know what the fuck goes on in the other platforms. Yeah, yeah, I only yeah. focus my energy on one, which is the <laughs> one that I use, Spotify. And so when I go on to my... Like New Music Friday, a lot of times the new music that comes out isn't music that I like because it's the most popular music. It's like Billie Eilish and yeah, fucking yeah, like yeah, Annalie Chopper. I know I'm always mentioning him. I don't know why he's in the back of my mind. But <laughs> what I do go to is to my specific release radar, which is a release radar curated specifically for the artists that I've listened to in the past or that I've liked and I've followed. Yeah. So I think that's great because anyone that likes Sky Zoo is going to get that on their release radar. 100%. And he has a shit ton of fucking followers. So you're like people are going to be listening to that song just by virtue of you being even even if even though it's your song they're they're gonna see sky zoo and be like oh i want to hear his verse i'm yeah, an avid I mean, sky and that's, zoo that's fan. the value add of having a, a, a an artist featured on your record or having a, a higher profile artist mm-hmm. featured on your record and then i think also your fans are like oh damn this is a song that he got a really big name on so he probably went off on this one so I think yeah so there's, there's excitement in that and i think also just as an artist you have to kind of play around with your fan base especially if you're spotify centric right i've been putting out songs on on occasion to keep my listeners up and keep playlists going and all of that so i have enough followers so that when the release radar hits it's, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of people yeah. who get notified. Not only mine, but then Sky's as well. You know what I mean? So it's it, it's it's the first time I've done that with this intention, and it, it's working really well. I'm really happy with the way that the, the record's performing, um, and and what it's doing, and we're we're in talks for a video, so we'll we'll see how that goes, and and where we're gonna film it, whether it's Atlanta where Sky is at, New York, where I would rather us be and we're mm. out here, which would be easier, mm-hmm. right? So we just have to kind of weigh those options. But I'm excited nonetheless. It's just been a really cool hip-hop week, right? Like Nas dropped. I was excited about Nas. I'm I not like crazy it. about the album, but it's, it's still song. a dope... <laughs> It, you know, it's still, it's again, it's adult <laughs> rap that I can understand or relate to one way or another. And because it's Nas, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to hear it differently. Okay. Um, so there's that. Who else dropped it? We're still waiting on the Kanye album, which is I don't dropping. think much drop. I listened to the whole Nas yeah. album all the way through. because And I was like, you know what? Lil Wayne is featured on a new record. Um, I saw a bunch of shit came out. but uh, No, I, I actually, I didn't feel like that much came out. But 
yeah, like but not, not like, albums, not like albums. Like singles and albums. stuff. There was a. Tinashe dropped something that wasn't really that good, though. Yeah, I haven't been excited about people releasing singles lately. Yeah. Like, it's been a long because time. Because I think, I, think, I think people are scared, right? Because we've been talking about Kanye and Drake for the last three months on yeah, who's dropping, who's dropping drop first. Anything. No one's trying to drop without knowing when these people are going to I drop. think they just, and honestly, I can just picture Kanye and Drake like laughing to themselves like, ha look at all these pussies who are afraid to drop because they don't know when we're dropping. Yeah, it's so it's, it's you know, and I also think me releasing my record on the day that Nas released his shit. You like that. I think that people, you know, it, 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 it was a really great two weeks for traditional hip hop music. Right, like even Joe Budden in the podcast was like he he's like we we the old dudes got a week like we got <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah we, just give us our week right but I think in in terms of what we consider traditional East Coast boom bap hip hop the last two weeks have been fucking great yeah you had the release of the Nas album that was preceded by Jada Kiss putting on a fucking clinic of a performance during the versus battle right so you have all this you got shit Royce and Lupe Royce and Lupe are week. battling we were talking about that last episode and then fast forward. It's the the hip hop's birthday is being like recognized by Congress. Like it's like a good week for just like hip hop as a culture and to know what it comes from. And then we'll be back to the fuck shit next week, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm I'm here riding the wave of it. I'm really I'm just really yeah. excited to be part of it. And it's, it's just fun, fun times, fun times. Anything else we got to get to? Nah, get right. this interview. Let's do it. All right. I wish we were. <laughs> I really wish we were recording that little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should have been recording. We totally, that content, see? Yeah, that really Everything was. is content. That was great. Everything must be recorded for the people to hear. Yeah, but we are here with the incredible bougie sushi buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Dreamville Steph of Hip Hop for Change. Ooh. Steph. Let me ask you, okay? Because I put this in a bar once. Have you ever had anyone eat a sushi roll off your coochie hole? Or <laughs> coochie for booty if you like it that way better? We're coming in hot. I mean, this, these are topics that people want. I, I, we did no pre-production for this. I'm just, you know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just an idea. You know? The question of you had someone eat a sushi roll out of your coochie roll. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Yikes. I can't be capping in my rap, so I might have wrote that first and then had him carry out the action. This is insane talk right now. This is nuts. Okay. Sorry, let's get to serious. All right. So for those who don't know who you are, please. I mean, you've been making the rounds of recent. Like we we just did a podcast earlier today or yesterday. When was that? My days are blurring, so I don't know. Yesterday. Okay. Oh my cool. god, you guys did a podcast. Yesterday? Oh my god, it was like the most adorable twelve year old little boy who was like the, the most media trained human being I've ever met. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. A little twelve year old <laughs> boy interviewed you guys on a podcast. Yes. He went to our- <laughs> So for those who don't know, Stephanie and I, we work for Hip Hop for Change, as does Lil MC, but Stephanie and I facilitate these Afro-Asian solidarity presentations uh, virtually. So this young lad, Ryan, I think his name is, um, attended one of our events and was so like inspired by what we presented that he wanted us as guests on his podcast. So he wow. did a two-part episode, or two-parts uh, interview 
that is two episodes in, in its entirety, um, interviewing Stephanie and I. That's so sweet. Where? What is it called? Did you I, tell him that you have a wonderful, wholesome podcast called Ratchet and Woke? I we, he, he would have been scared to death. Okay. <laughs> I know if you would have started him off with that question about that. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. It would have been a deep dive. Uh, but what is? Yeah, what is the name of that podcast? We know. I think it's a chat for change. A yeah. chat for change. He's wow. so eloquent. Oh my gosh, like, he's so. You? Your guy's Sorry? shit, though? No. I mean, hip-hop no. for change, a chat for change? Some no, cool... ch- just chat no? for okay. change. Chit-chat for change. <laughs> Chit-chat for change. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's super eloquent. Like He's more media trained than I'd say, like, maybe 75% of our staff. And that's not, that's not, a, that's not a shade. That's not shade on our staff. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to hear Big him facts. now. This guy's like, yeah, he's like Barbara Walters over there. He's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but Stephanie, how are you? I feel like it's been just like 20 minutes ago since we've seen you. I right? know, I'll see you all the time. I know, we hung out in LA, now we're here, we have meetings, it's 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 a whole thing, you know what I'm saying? But there's there's work Stephanie, and then there's Dreamville Steph, which is off work Stephanie, Yay. right? Which is a completely different vibe than work Stephanie. Work Stephanie is like, go to it, get the task done, you know, here's your presentations. Here's what I need. Yada yada. Here's I need this language. And it's, uh, Dreamville Steph is more like, yo, that Isaiah Rashad record speaks to my soul. You know what I mean? Like, it, that, are you an Isaiah Rashad? Fan? No, she's a Dreamville fan. Oh, more so than okay. okay. I think that like I think that Isaiah Rashad doesn't exactly make that many hits. Like his songs don't really slap in my personal oh no who were we who were we going crazy over the other day um or day Brent Fires. oh Brent Fires, Brent Fires, yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah we were very very lo-fi slaps can i yeah. trade uh headphones with you can you not hear in your headphones no i'm hearing too much okay <laughs> my ears are bleeding take a take a headphone off okay there we go yeah maybe marlon should just talk in his whisper voice. yeah i can, See, I can is talk it, is, are your voice. ears bleeding too or is it just me um probably just you i think i'm maybe used to this yeah <laughs> you think i would be too Apparently not. <laughs> it's the first they, time for everything <laughs> <laughs> no it's better now so okay. why did you get coined with the name dreamville steph are you so obsessed with dreamville do you have their posters in your room like i did of the she Backstreet literally Boys? has a virtual background right now yeah but she also had you guys in the hip-hop for change staff as a virtual background <laughs> yeah, she, maybe she loves that's you her guys job that like her job is supposed to have she's it's not her job to have dreamville photos readily accessible on her computer okay That's a passion well, project. <laughs> this is my man right here my man j cole He's... or the other is who's that, is that oh not the guy from earth gang no j cole right here oh right okay here. <laughs> well let me i'll tell you j cole is an aquarius and you are uh, a virgo so not not a good match according to okay. the stars yeah. why is that <laughs> why why are they not a good match uh because aquarius is an airy airhead air sign and you're a an airhead <laughs> j cole an airhead. you just j called j cole an airhead he's airy you know he's full of whimsy and air okay <laughs> honestly Aquari- about to you. aquariuses <laughs> are really bewildering to me but i'll tell you a lot of rappers are aquariuses um huh? big sean kid cuddy yeah, that makes sense big sean makes sense <laughs> No, Does not. Big Show make sense as an Aquarius? I don't know. I don't get, I don't really, I've never really been able to understand. I, I know that all the Aquarius women I know are absolutely insane. Shout out Leah, if you're listening. Sorry, but okay. you are insane. But 
<laughs> I don't know much about Aquarius men. Your your son's an Aquarius. My son's an Aquarius, and he's still in which one? The son that you oh. love to brag about? Oh. <laughs> I brag about both of my children. Oh, show him the picture. <laughs> show show everyone the picture of your yeah, beautiful. Show, yeah, son. sure. Show show <laughs> our podcast audience. You just have that. Of my like, children. He keeps it so he can show people when they walk in the door. <laughs> So every, every day, every day. Why can't black men be proud of their children? Like, That's, it's not. Oh, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, fuck that. If I was like a soccer dad with fucking clogs on or some Crocs, I'd be, you know, oh it'd be normal business God. for me to talk about my children. But like, no, rapper can't. dad can't brag about having kids and taking it's care terrible. of them. Like, that's, no, that's no, bullshit, no, man. You're dads are bragging about their son's like athletic ability you are bragging about how fine your son is yes, thank you Steph thank you thank you I brag about all the things all the things <laughs> mostly all the things mostly the physical appearance <laughs> all the things I love this pod. my it's kids starting, are geniuses it's honestly great. starting off great I have to go check on some hot boiling water so keep this conversation why would you just keep, just, com- keep it going mosey off the stage nah we be fine <laughs> I'm pausing this recording. God, okay. Yeah, this is madness. Madness. Hold on, I'm gonna pause this. Hold on. Okay, we're back. I'm not sure what we were getting into before. We were talking about it, J. It Cole being your man. It was a perfect time for me to, to to take a pause, so don't worry. We can get right back into business. I don't know what the business was. I, I'm trying to remember yeah, what we were talking me. about. <laughs> well, let me just let me just shoot her shoot shoot some random questions at you, okay, okay. Steph? All right, so. <laughs> What made you want to join Hip Hop for Change as an organization? You are the director of communications. You apparently are obsessed with J. Cole, even though astrologically it would be a terrible match. <laughs> Y'all would be very adorable, though. But a girl what, can dream. But what made what drew you to Hip Hop for Change? Girl can dream, girl. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's the name of the pod! Yep. One hundred percent. I'm writing that down. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Continue. No, 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 no. That was the end of the question, and you can always cut me off if it's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, the question was basically why work with a crazy bunch of hip hop lovers. Mm. What we are. Well, so I that. too am crazy, and I am a hip hop lover. That's for one. But um, I guess, well, it really stems back to you know why I love hip-hop and like my obsession with hip-hop as an adolescent um in in high school I really didn't identify with any of the pop that was playing they didn't resonate with any of the lyrics but hip-hop really spoke to me hip-hop like in all of its resilience and its resistance and power and beauty I really, you know, like lyrics, like the rose that grew from the concrete. I loved that. Like I wanted to be that. And I loved how proud these rappers were to be authentically black. And I wanted to be that for my own community and just not even like authentically like a specific race. I just wanted to be authentically me. And I feel like- And you didn't you have know, friends in, in high school or in, in middle school that liked rap the way that you liked rap? Like they weren't like hip hop heads at the school? Um, not really. Um, well, the other part of that is that I really like old hip hop. I really loved Pac. I love Lauryn Hill. And, you know, um, a lot of the younger people don't necessarily, uh, they don't really listen to older rap. 
you I know, was gonna say how you're describing it. This is exactly like like you were saying, like the resilience and the power. And I was like, okay, you obviously aren't listening to like yeah in high school I was on my social justice grind I was like really into Audre Lorde and um, Bell Hooks and just like everything I was just like immersing myself in everything that was social justice and a big part of that was that hip-hop was social justice for me because I would take the bus home every day from school and like I listened to hip-hop with my earphones and they were actually earphones they weren't airpods you know like with mm-hmm. the, the big headphones like I listened um, very intensely to all of the lyrics and I remember when I was when I'd be on the bus I'd just be like making all the oh, like, oh, <laughs> yo the okay. rapper hands was coming out <laughs> Let me ask. yo can we please do a commercial with a little Asian girl with big headphones doing rapper hands as with my girl too right my girl oh <laughs> my fam Okay, but let me ask you, do you have, was there a verse that you have, like, memorized that you could spit word for word? Mm, word for word. Or maybe not word for word, but, like, maybe a verse or, like, a, a something that, would, like, you used to always listen to on the way home on the bus. Because, like, we... I remember I was super into um, Power Trip by J. Cole, and that was the song that I always knew <laughs> all the lyrics to. I'm not spitting. I'm not spitting on this Aww, podcast. <laughs> she don't want to say N-words to us. That's oh, what it is. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? It's a riddle. I'm not canceled. instead. It doesn't sound this. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but but Cole's a good one because he is one of those other artists that kind of straddle between the old school and the new school, and he's still able to retain that old school messaging but still use like the some bop from the current music even though i feel like he still has a lot of boom bap records yeah Yeah, he does i think he blends the style of like you know lyricism and like trap music very well i uh someone used to call him a hotep frat boy (laughs) i remember someone (laughs) called him that and i was so offended and i was like no 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 that's what Stretch called him, and I was like, no, no, no. Stretch. Shouted out on the pod Interesting, right now. Stretch. That's a very interesting assessment from a person like Stretch. I'm I know. That's what I, I said. Are you the task on that. Like, how is he? I, I just don't understand how he's Hotep, because we were, he has we dreads We were going to have a whole convo about this on the pod one day, and we completely for, like w- forgot to go over this topic. What, the term Hotep and yeah. what it means and what it signifies? Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a very uh, interesting. To go into it while we're on the subject. Well, I, I mean, so <laughs> so Hotep, from my understanding, is an Egyptian word that means peace or like some like like tranquility or something. Like that. But it usually refers to a specific archetype of individual within the black community that is super Afrocentric, super spiritually conscious, wears crystals. There's a certain like physical archetype that matches a certain kind of mindset. Right. That's and I don't see semi conspiratorial. Um, you know. Hyper, hyper, you know, hyper black and, and, and intellectualizes everything. But I guess what people use as a joke about a hotep is that despite all of these interesting characteristics, you also, you'll often find them super misogynistic and patriarchal and still hold a lot of, uh, very antiquated conservative views about race relations, about, uh, uh, feminism about 
uh, the LGBT community, right? So it's like something that when we think of people who are woke and, and whatever the case is, they're not necessarily woke in the new way that we understand wokeness to be, right? Like, have you, is that, was that your understanding as well? Yeah, that was mine too. But yeah. it was like excessively like. So wait, so, sorry, so Stretch called J. Cole a hotep rap boy? Frat boy. Frat boy. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I I I disagree. <laughs> I, do, like- I see I see like where the frattiness might come out because you know his earlier um his earlier mixtapes were really like so college centric. He would they really were like talk really, about like, like Sally May. Yeah, like, the yeah. warm up was great for that. Yeah, but I loved that because I was in college. <laughs> right. right, I actually have a friend of mine who went to college with him. In oh, St. John's, in St. John University in New York. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a small world. It's New York. It's funny. But yeah, J. Cole's one of those characters where he's just like, you know, I, I just love his story, right? Just mm-hmm. as, a, as an artist. And then like the fact that he went back to like North Carolina and like married the crib and <laughs> bought his own, like he just relived his child. Like he left North Carolina got money, got famous, and then went back to North Carolina to do everything he had already been doing just back home. I think that's mm-hmm. just really just, it's a very full circle, charming kind of narrative that he paints. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, that's 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 always been interesting. But aside from J. Cole, like who are some of the other artists that in high school you kind of gravitated towards? So you have J. Cole, you have Pac, Jay you have Cole, Lauren. Pac. Lauren Hill, um, Kendrick for sure. All of them, uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, except for J. Cole, Kendrick, Lauren, and Pac are Gemini's. Oh, wow, okay. Well, <laughs> all right, then, <laughs> but um, Chance, I, I really liked Chance, especially earlier before his like newer music. I know that yeah. like everyone's really, <laughs> but I, rap I, era Chance, acid rap era yeah acid rap era and childish gambino i was really really on childish camp. gambino like camp. yeah little mc hates childish gambino for i don't know why because no no anyway is it be, can i guess the reason is it because of the of the standard reason why everyone else doesn't like him because he's a rapper for the white people no, um, I, I oh. usually don't not like or like i never heard that any, actually yeah That's i've never heard that never heard that <laughs> i call him I like, I love him as an actor and a creative, you know, I love the show Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like, like his music is not, it's like, whatever. I just don't really like it. Like, I don't know. I can't, I just don't like his music. Wait, which (laughs) songs? I'm somewhat offended. Wait, what songs do you dislike? I I like the, I, I like a couple of them. Like I like the one where he made the animation and the they're walking down the street. Oh, summer! But honestly, yeah, I summer. really like. I probably would never replay that song if it didn't have that music video. And I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the other song that's like, like everyone loves. Redbone. Yeah, I just. It <laughs> you was, don't like Redbone? No, I do. It's a good <laughs> song. It's a great song, but it's also like everyone plays it for everything and so i'm not like emotionally attached to it i went to go see a concert where ray shraman opened up for him and i was too late because i was busy like getting mushrooms or some stupid shit 
missed Ray Raymond, who I was the one I really wanted to see, and just sat through Childish Gambino, and it was just like. And this was yeah. like his Lady Smith Black Mombazo phase yes. where he wasn't wearing shirts. And yeah, he shaving. never wore a shirt the whole time. <laughs> Not a shirt and in sight. I went to that same. I went to that same concert, actually. No way. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> Did you go for And I also, also missed Ray Shrek. Oh, my God. Yo, I slid and into Miley's DMs, and he responded. Remember that? I do. Oh. We were dating. Oh. All right. Now, if I talk about who slips in my DMs, I'll, I'll get stabbed on it. But air. I showed you it. <laughs> I showed you it. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was cool. He was like, how old are you? <laughs> He thought you were a child shooting your shot. <laughs> no, he probably thought I was an old person. Not at all. He was like, I'm going to get arrested. No, I look like old. But yeah, I don't want to hate on Childish Gambino. I just, like, I don't have any songs that are in my playlist. So to go to a concert at Oakland Arena, which is already a shitty venue for someone that I don't, like, love their music, it's just not the best. You know, don't you feel like it's those big stadium shows are kind of the worst? But if you love the artist, then it like it's like I it makes it kind of worth it. I don't yeah. know. I think Kanye was the last stadium show I went to. But you love Kanye, right? So it was. So it was worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes. I went to Oakland Arena to see J Cole, and like all of my fan cams. They're so incoherent. They're just me screaming, just like <laughs> my phone is just like all over the place. I, there's no, there's no point of recording anything if I'm just gonna be screaming all of the lyrics. <laughs> so, do you like his? Did you like his new album, J Cole's? Yeah, I really liked his new album. I, I, it's took me a while. What's your favorite one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hunger on the Hillside would probably be my favorite one on your, the your favorite, what do you mean favorite so album? album. Favorite J. Cole. Oh, yeah. album. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so everyone's favorite is 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And it's mine too. But I also really like Friday Night Lights. And that's not really an album, but it's like my Yeah, yeah. I was I love Is that the name of the album? Yeah. Yeah, mm, that was a that good one. album too. I love that it's, too. It's but really I relatable think... and not overcomplicated, and really good melodies and really good beats. And I feel like nowadays he's just really trying to flex on everyone that he's the best, which he is one of the best. But I like those days when people keep doubting him. They're just like, "Oh, J. Cole, you're not the goat," and then he has to go flex on these people. <laughs> now mine is the warm up. The warm up. Mine, like wow. mine is the warm up. Like okay. I remember so. I used to work for a website called hiphopgame.com and I remember they used to break artists, like brand new artists who were just getting signed or whatever. So I remember seeing he was like artist of the month one month and it was J. Cole and this is back in the days when he had the shaved head, the Caesar. Yeah, and he was still wearing you know gold chain. And then like I would see his name all the time because he was like popping, popping. He had just done the feature on the Jay-Z album. So I downloaded the warm-up mixtape and it was the best shit I've ever heard. It was legit. Like I was in the car telling, like, dude, this kid's gonna be a fucking star. Like, there's no, like, his his he had like Pac cadences with like new new school vibes, and he was talking about like school and women. And it was like I was like, yo, this this guy's the fucking dopest. Right. So, like, I was like, he's super relatable. Yeah, That's like it's really just like. super relatable. It, was, it reminded me of how I felt when I heard like um, Kanye. Yeah. But I didn't think Kanye was going to be a star in the way that J. Cole, I thought. Like, I knew, when I heard J. Cole, I was like, this guy is going to be a fucking star. 
right? When there's certain artists that you hear where Kanye didn't hear it. Nobody wow. heard it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I remember going to producers' houses and they would talk about Kanye because he was just like a local regular dude. And they would just talk, oh yeah, we're going to Kanye. Like it was just he was just a regular guy. And you knew people that were just going to Kanye's house? Yeah, like boot people like uh, 88 Keys, like a lot of people who just knew Kanye. Cause he was just like he was like living in Teaneck, New Jersey. He had just gotten a couple of placements for Jay Z. My manager had worked for Rockefeller. Like so, people just knew him. He was like in certain circles, right? And he was making beats. And then somebody added like a couple of years after that, they said, "Yo, Kanye's gonna be an artist." And everybody was like, "Kanye's an artist?" Like everybody was confused. Mm -hmm. It was. It wasn't like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." It was like, "No, why is he rapping? Like why was?" <laughs> and then fast forward now, he's like levitating out of the sky in Mercedes, fucking. Uh, uh, stadium. This was an era before he was Yay or Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, this artist comes such a long way. It's so it's so interesting to watch that like that evolution and 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 how do you feel about like just his evolution as an artist or any artist? Really? Well, let's oh, go, let's go back to J Cole. Yeah. Let's, let's let's circle back to you. We just won't yeah. digress so much on, on random shit. But you love J Cole so much. Yeah. What? How do you feel about his own artist evolution? I like it, but I am a little disappointed. Just as someone who is working, you know, I work in the social justice field, and I'm very, you know like pro black women so you know that shit that he pulled earlier on um no name do you remember when that I, when yeah. That, yeah I was just kind of really disappointed I didn't feel that there was a lot of um accountability there and I just had so much faith in him to really just do better and so I I don't know I'm I think I'm reaching this point in my life where you know like it hits me a little differently when you know um black well, not black, just um, when men who are artists refer to women as bitches and all of these, you know, derogatory terms. I'm like old enough where I don't, I, I don't always get hyped to that now, you know, mm -hmm. I, sometimes. I feel that now too. I used to literally use the word bitches all the time. And now I even like, I'll say it still, but like, I'm starting to be more cognizant of like, that's kind of. It sounds. It feels icky. Yeah, when I feel you do old say. now, like feeling that yeah. way about it. But even listening to like Too Short, who I grew up listening to, is like I was listening to him the other day, and I was like, "This is so fucked up." Like I can't yes. believe my little fifteen-year-old self knew all the words to cocktails. Like <laughs> it's so bad. Seriously. Yeah, that's like. J. Cole will always be my favorite artist. He's one of the people who introduced me to hip hop, but I just feel like I expect him to be like unlearned. You know, I expect him to have like have me? that level. Wait, yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I have some ratchet ass song too. Are you coming to the show tomorrow? No, she's, she's <laughs> no, in LA right now. You need to come because you're going to hear it. Nah, I think my set now is more tame, but oh, I, I mean, for Rakim, you nah, want nah, nah, because, but no, earlier on, like, I would say even five years ago, like five years ago, I, I have the name like Unlearn the World, but a lot of my songs had some level of toxicity in it that people would be like, huh, I wonder, and I would get the, I would have to be in these conversations all the time. And I'm just like, yo, look, I'm not fucking, I don't know who do you think I am. Like, I'm not coming on the stage with a daishiki. I know what it is. Like, I'm from New York. <laughs> This is how I give it up. Like, I don't know what you're expecting. I think <laughs> you've been given this role as social justice warrior because of the work that you do. 
don't think I am, but I don't think I have to have a certain, like, everybody wants a certain archetype to fit the work because it's more accommodating for the brain. Like, that's how we, we function. We have to socialize and accommodate things in boxes. So it creates a cognitive dissonance in people's brains for you to look a certain way and then talk a certain way or to espouse certain things and narratives in your music. But then it just, I don't know. It's just always different. Like, so, you know, like I can be who I am as an artist and be as skilled and say the things that I want and still be for the culture and still want to teach the babies and do all of that. You you're in person and in, in the work that you do outside of your, I think it's like the reverse. You're a little bit more toxic in your music than you actually are in real life. Like you don't ever like Facebook post something like fuck that bitch. Like you, you've never like done any like no. outlandish cancelable social media things or not like, at all, because that's but, not my personality but, though. Right. But I think in your music, you will slip a little like toxic shit in there sometimes. But... Toxic shit, but nothing's going to cancel me. Nah, nah. I mean, but the, and, and, the, and the shit I say in my music isn't anything different than I would say like in a regular conversation with people who I feel safe with and are able to talk. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to kick that shit with, you know, people who are going to write grant money to me. Marlon did not say fuck white supremacy in front of all of these grant like people from the world. We well, I did. I did that. <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying, well, her ratchet ass, right? Like, but you know, that's what no, happens. But I think, you know, I think. Wait, 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 wait. Re- rewind. You gotta remember, I'm not in your guys's meetings. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so we had this event where it was really ritzy, and it was like all of these like high ballers. You know, like they were like people with money. They were like you know CEOs and like workers of like really big foundations, like. We won an award, and this was like the the gala, but it was virtual. Okay. So they allowed Stephanie to talk. (laughs) Don't say it like that. (laughs) You let Stephanie talk. She's the communication director. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Wait for it. Well, (laughs) context, I, um, so I had this whole, like, script written out, and I said it beautifully, and that was great. That was my section. And then this guy in the comment section. Yeah, this is off script. This guy in the comment section was like, well, what do you think about calling it not white supremacy? So it's um, so that they don't have power over us. And I was just like, oh, excuse me. Like, he was like, oh, what do we call it? Like white fragility. And in my mind, like something switched because I was like, you know, white fragility didn't colonize like 95% of the people. White fragility isn't what like uh, oppresses all of us and like gives us generational trauma. This is white supremacy. I'm not going to like call, I'm not going to not call it what it is because white supremacy has broken all of us. And I was like, we're, I said something along the lines of like, fuck white supremacy in front of like all of these people are really bad. But were they like, yeah. See, I, I will didn't... say that they, they would probably applaud it from her and feel threatened if I did it. But did they applaud? I mean, at this point, yes. I don't think it, I mean, we got to check anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, Fine. I don't think, I don't we think. We can sift through the morals and ethics later, but did yeah, you get but... the money? Were they on <laughs> your side? Well, they were right. already on our side. And I think that, you know, in those kind of environments, especially from from a person of how people may perceive Stephanie, for her to say, fuck white supremacy in a, in a very candid moment, was something that was charming and welcomed. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I think like if Coffrey said it or if I said it in that moment, impassioned as we are, it would hit different. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, it's cute little Stephanie saying fuck white supremacy. It's like, if I say it, it's a threat. Yeah, but I mean, don't dismiss it like Stephanie's just a cute little Stephanie. Nah, like, Stephanie's I mean, a, a killer. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's she's a she's a petty killer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's the, the quiet ones you got to look out for. <laughs> so do you feel like uh, it's difficult for you to, you know, listen to hip hop now if you are so? Because if J. Cole is someone that's difficult for you to to reconcile, then it's hard for me to imagine there are many other current hip-hop artists that you feel align with your belief systems in regards to social Right. Media. That's how I've been feeling lately. And um, I've tried to reconcile that by listening to women because I feel like, you know, I resonate with a lot of, like, women rappers and, and like, R&B artists a lot more now but I'll still listen to J. Cole like I still love J. Cole I still love Dreamville but you know it's I think that my disappointment really stems from the fact that I'm growing older and he's growing older so he should know he has a I think that like he has a son now he has a wife but he's still rapping about like oh you um I can fuck your bitch but you can't fuck mine like it's just kind of like you should know like you should know like maybe let's take let's step away from your pride he even has a song about it like pride is a devil you know that's that's my favorite song on that album i love that i love that too do you think that him as an artist aware of what the marketplace is asking for is catering to that in having these kind of lines like but does he need to cater to anything i i 100 agree with you steph like if you're a j cole like be like Lauren Hill and don't do what's what the no, but people rake J- people you. drag Lauren Hill all the time for how she is, but right? no, like but she, she doesn't need to give a fuck because she's Lauren Hill and Jay but, Cole but people give a fuck were still, either. but yeah, to, to say that you that you shouldn't give a fuck and actually not giving a fuck is completely different things, especially if you are at the level of a Lauren Hill or a J. Cole where you literally turn on your phone and can read thousands of criticisms. So, you think people about rake him through the polls artistry. more for that than for being misogynistic and I don't think people no I think and I don't think people rake Jake Cole through the coals what I what I'm saying is that as an older artist or as a person who is now being viewed as an elder statesman within the culture that is often written off as you're a legacy act no one cares about you you're washed and you're old right like that's really that's code for it right so I think what J. Cole does as many artists do who are in that space they still have to appeal to a a younger audience in their wordplay and in certain lines that they say so they're gonna add a little toxicity even though they may know better right we all loved Pac because Pac knew better and we knew that he knew better but he said what he did Four years old. But regardless of the fact, Pac came from this legacy of black fucking revolutionary, right? Like, he came from this legacy. We all knew that he knew better than what he was doing. But I don't think and we still celebrated what he did. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I agree with the fact that, like, I don't really want to hear that from J. Cole. Like, I personally don't want to hear that from him. No, I mean, neither do I. But my point is that there's an audience that's, that, that because he does that, would still consider, ah, he's relevant. He recognizes, like, how people are out here. Like that's, that's, I, again, I have no evidence to support this. I'm just kind of analyzing it, right? For what it is or for what I see. So I could be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. But my thinking is that <clears throat> whether he believes in these lines or not, or lives these lines or not, he is putting them in his lyrics still to cater to a certain demographic that wants to hear that, right? That keeps, I think him, you know, it's pride. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's both because I know like, you know, I see J. Cole in the way that Lil MC sees you, you know, like the toxicity comes out in music, but you're not like that. And, you know, J. Cole, he turned his um, like his family house into a women's shelter. So I know that he's not like that. And I know that like, you know, he loves his, his, his wife so much. And like, that's why, like, I love those, like, you know, that uh, verse on a Black song that he did? Yes, it's one of my yes, favorite verses that, that he's ever done. Like, that seems yeah. so authentically cool. Oh, like Six that Black song? That Six one? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, She's like who? Where? What color? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so confusing. <laughs> I thought it was the name of the song, a Black song, but you meant Black song. Yes, okay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> verse is dope as fuck. Yeah, to me, that's authentically cool. That's like yeah. his, him without any of the like publicity. Right, so any he doesn't of the- need to do the toxic shit. Like at this point, yeah. because you're older, you're not as receptive to it. And because you're a social justice warrior, you're not as receptive to it. I get it. No, I completely, I completely And understand. I will, and this time, I'll, I'll, I'll flip sides just for a second. Like for me, like I especially like moving out of my crazy hammered phase of my life. And like wanting to do more like I, I don't really want to do so much ratchet stuff but then there's times when I really fall back into that archetype number one because it's comfortable number two because it feels fucking good just to be like fuck it feels good you know what I mean so it does feel kind of cathartic and therapeutic to just be ratchet as fuck sometimes and not give a shit but I am not J. Cole you know so I feel like I can afford to do that because I don't have a million people looking at me as a role model in the way that he does you know what I mean? No, I mean, he's like, he has all of the freedom to do that. You know, like I, like I still fuck with him. I still support all of his music, I buy his merchandise. Like I just want him to win, but I just, uh, it's just like this subtle, like switch in my mind where I think that like, you know, because these are like our idols, you know, I've been a fan of J. Cole for like 10 plus years, you know, like you grow with your artists, especially the artists that you really fuck with. Like, you expect them to evolve the, in the way that you evolve. But then I realized that I'm very, like, involved in, like, social no, justice. I mean, so. I, I get, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it, do you think you would feel differently if you, like, worked at, I don't know, doing another job? Like, if you, was, if you were working in fashion, would you feel the same way or no? No, I'd still feel like this. <laughs> okay, well, then there you go. Yeah, genuinely you. No, but I appreciate when artists are getting older and, like, it's, you know, it's what I appreciate about Nas. It's what I appreciate about Black Thought. It's what I appreciate about um, Kendrick whenever he decides to drop Royce music. Royce to 5'9". Royce to 5'9", especially. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, there's certain artists that I, I respect and I, I appreciate. Black Thought's an excellent example. He's a perfect He's example. He's never in his like, life said a toxic shit about a woman. Anybody or yeah. anything, He's right? He's just dope as well. <laughs> okay, I, I have a really quick point before uh, we end this. Okay, so... We wanted to bring you on the show because Marlon's been emphasizing you're ratchet and woke, and I was like, I see that. You know, I definitely see the woke side. And you're telling me right now that you know you're you're all for social justice. You don't like misogynism, and so this ratchet side of you, what does that do? You like, is there cognitive dissonance in your ratchetness, or is it in a way where like women should be feel empowered and feel safe to to feel sexual and not you know, have to worry about the consequences in that kind of way. Does that make sense how I'm wording this? Yeah, it does. I mean, to be fair, I'm going to be turning up to thought shit whenever I hear it at the club, you know, (laughs) like, 
I'm not fucking turning up to woke shit because that makes me sad. <laughs> or not sad. <laughs> not necessarily sad, but like, you know, more like reflective of my life and my trauma. <laughs> but like, um, I, yeah, like, you know, I think that there's a time and place for everything. And, you know, the ratchet music, it's for a certain demographic of people and they need it too you know like i i feel that like you know when we like you know we like point our fingers at all of these like these uh younger rappers who like you know are only here for the hype and like i think that like they have a lot to bring to um hip-hop as well like i think that like people like megan the stallion and saweetie like they have like they take a really like they take um the biggest thing about hip-hop is that like you know we treat women as objects but when they're when they're singing about their bodies and being so sex positive in the way that they do it's so refreshing and it's like very girl boss vibes and I you know I fuck with that and that's why like that's why I would love to turn up to that at the club um in juxtaposed to like something like you know more derogatory like you you'll turn up more to a woman being ratchet than a man being ratchet at the expense of women yeah yeah but i but to be fair i also do get ratchet i do also turn up to you know ray Trevor. like no yeah no judgment is the only yeah bad is no, the, I, the girl is a real cloud pleaser i mean i feel that but I, I will also say like the way that this was because like i've always felt a certain way you know like i'm like fuck am i just am I feeding into or am I supporting misogyny by my by sexualizing myself and what it came down to was like no because this is actually who I am how I feel and this is always how I've been I'm not trying to cater to a certain audience or fit a, fill a certain archetype because that's what's popping right now like this is who I am okay. additionally like I feel like you know, I, I had this conversation with Aima the Dreamer. She's an amazing female MC, part of the Femme Deadly Venoms. I don't know. You know her because she, she performed at the Women's Empowerment Summit or um, the Women's Empowerment Workshop that we did. And she was saying, like, you know, it's okay. Like, the way that she worded it was, like, it's okay to be ratchet and talk about your pussy and talk about lactating nipples and, like, all the crazy shit that I rap about when you're in a space that's, like, curated by women because we create and cultivate a safe space. It's not like I'm sitting there rapping with, fucking weirdo pr promoter Lex Luthor who always puts like naked chicks on all of his flyers and it's like that wouldn't make me feel comfortable to go to a show and rap about my pussy with a room full of fucking thirsty ass dudes but when I'm surrounded by women and they're all there like you know in support of you then yeah it feels like a safe space to talk about that kind of shit I don't know if yeah feels what I'm saying no I definitely like I definitely agree with that because I feel like um you know, for the most part, like misogyny and hip hop have had this like really long relationship with each other. And like, they're already exploiting women for their bodies. Why is it worse when women are talking about their own bodies? And that, that's, that's why there's like such a controversy when like WAP came out, everyone was like, oh, like, is this woke? Is this like, should I support this? And it's just two women rapping about how, you know, like they're rapping about their bodies, they're rapping about sex. And like when when um, men who rap about this, exactly this, in definitely a more derogatory way, they they don't get any slack for it. So why are we only giving the women who do this slack for it? If you're going to do it, like do it to both, but it's just. And in that song, I don't feel like they're being negative towards men. If anything, they're being kind of nice. They're like, let me suck your dick. Like, yeah, exactly. like, come on, like, 
hit me in the dangly part of my throat. Like, they're not saying, like, your dick's small, you little piece of shit, pussy bitch. Like, you know, that's how men do it. So it's like... Exactly. That is. Mad about. I'm staying out of women's business. I'm just. I'm good. That's fair. That is fair. The WAP podcast. I stay out today. of. Yeah, I stay out of women's business. Oh, no, you don't. We all have in the business. Not at all. Not at all. All right. But Steph, is there anything else we want to cover? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Is there anything else you have coming up other than just like hip hop for change, badass work, like? What else do you have on the horizons for yourself? Like, yeah. What are your creative endeavors? What are your hopes Promote and Promote yourself right now at the tail end <laughs> of this hopes interview. My dreams? Uh, well, originally, <laughs> so my I grew up uh, listening to stories of, from my dad telling me about how, like, this um, this group from Indonesia, they, like, went to UC Berkeley, and then they went back to Indonesia with that education, and they completely destroyed Indonesia and took all of the money and, like, you know, robbed all of the, like, poor people basically by like controlling the economy so then I was like oh I want to be the antithesis of this I want to be the opposite of this so I went to UC Berkeley (laughs) and I went to UC Berkeley and I created that dream for myself and then I realized that like yeah it's not it's not as easy to do that it's not exactly to like you know completely undo the, the political system that's been like so corrupt for so long so <laughs> you wanted to single-handedly do that I, I <laughs> yeah. in 20 years stephanie's gonna be the president of indonesia you're gonna be <laughs> the uh malcolm x of indonesia <laughs> yes you will be the malcolm x of indonesia yes Yuri Kochiyama, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I thought that, you know, I like where else to learn it from, like where else to learn like social justice and grassroots activism from them, hip hop or change. And so that's why I'm, you know, planting my roots here, cultivating myself as an activist, not I'm trying to do I'm really trying to remember that, like, as I rise up in society, and I gain more privilege, because I have an education from UC Berkeley. I, I will have an education from USC. I'll be a graduate student. Eventually, I'll be a PhD student. I will gain status. So I want to ground myself and remember that it's always about the people and the community. And I don't ever want to forget that. And that's why, you know, I really want to stay planted with hip hop or change for a little bit before, you know, I eventually go to that's impact. Bitch. She thinks she's leaving. Island. She's not leaving. This is like a gang. Like you're not leaving. You're really like the dopest though. Like <laughs> you're like you're never leaving. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Just like so we're clear. <laughs> like, this has been an ongoing conversation like, for so three inspiring. years. Like even you. even when you're president of Indonesia, coffee will still try to have you campus. <laughs> oh, no. like, Yo, we could get some of that yeah. Indonesian budget. Nah, you gotta you fly ever me out. Never let her canvas. She is out here. You gotta fly me out. Moves. For real. Well, we yeah. appreciate you. If uh, if people are interested in following you, um, and and being more supportive of of the work that you're doing as an individual, as a student, or whatever, what's the cash app? <laughs> <laughs> With the Venmo. Like, no, where, where, where can people follow you in, in, in the work that you're doing? Um, For right now, I it's texture-centric, but I'm planning to um, open a new you have social to rebrand that yeah. shit. That's like the worst. Yeah, I know. I never know how to find <laughs> you. Well, 
earlier I wanted it to be this like avant-garde like fashion thing but now it's I, I'm just a I'm just an activist so I have to rebrand <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking you need to just 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 make it Dreamville Steph Dreamville oh, Steph Dreamville and just like I mean maybe the maybe they'll sign you maybe you know Ooh. maybe they'll Ooh. sign me maybe they'll give me all the rack Ooh. Ooh. We might Maybe even, yeah, and you can get more girls on Dreamville. If J. Cole does a hip-hop for change, like <gasps> Dreamville, we're, she's, she's gone. Our last interview, we were talking about how <laughs> hip-hop for change is going to go to Google. Now we're talking about hip-hop for change is going to collab with J. Cole. So maybe we're just, you know, we're putting all the energy all of this into there. existence, manifesting the big shit. Manifesting. Yeah. Well, Steph, we appreciate it. It's always fun. Thank you for always having a good time. And, um, yeah. I'm coming to LA since I already miss it. <laughs> Lit it. Lit yes. Come, it. come there all the time. Every month. We'll yeah. go to a new beauty spot every month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm back out there in two weeks. We got to kick it. But then you're coming out here for the, for the Labor Day thing, right? Are you still, are you trying yeah, to come out here? They fo- so you need to get them to, low key, they need to pay you to get fly out here. Don't let them not pay you. Like, <laughs> I need to get flued out. Yeah, yeah. So are you talking about your organization? Yes. <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's internal okay. politics. In any case, bye. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com for your questions, comments, queries, and uh, compliments. All right, we're out of here. Unlearn the world, Lil MC. Thank you, Dreamville Steph. We're out.